Welcome to Basketball Party, episode 32. I'm Aaron M. Routson in Los Angeles, California. And with me, Kim Houston from Louisville, Kentucky. So, big news today. Yeah, little, big news. Little, little shake-up at the, at the Barclays Center. Uh, Brooklyn Nets fired their fifth coach in five years. Great. Wait, no, no, no. They quote-unquote parted ways. Oh, yeah. Hey, correctly. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I forgot to groom it for the media. Uh, yeah. Parted they... ways. <laughs> Sounds so poetic. Yeah. Like it's an amicable breakup or something. Yeah, like yeah, like when you get fired from your job, they like bring you in. They're like, you know, we really love you, but uh, I I'm not in love with you. <laughs> um, we are, I really like you as an employee, but I just don't want you to work here anymore. <laughs> I just don't don't want to compensate you anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, bye bye. Lionel Hollins, and then uh, they—I liked the term that they used for what they what they did with Billy King, though. Yeah, reassigned. Yeah, like he's a secret agent that they're moving to a different. Yeah, yeah, a different part of the organization. Yeah, to me, like reassigned connotes like being taken out to pasture and just like popped. Like there's no like, <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Um, How my hair look, Mike? Ooh. <laughs> Man, no spoilers. No spoilers for people who haven't watched a show from 15 years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were just, we were kind of discussing this, but I I don't know what the Nets are going to do long term. You know? Yeah, I mean, if we're thinking about, because they're still for sale, correct? Uh, I think I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, because when... Uh, Prokhorov bought them in 2010. He said that they were going to have a title within the first five years. Yeah, well, well we, <laughs> I don't think we're going to get there. Well, that's also the bet, though. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. Um, this is the thing where he said that if, he didn't, if they didn't win a championship in five years, that he would get married. Yeah. That means, is there some kind of like Prokhorov marriage watch website? Yet? I don't know. We should start it. <laughs> like you just go to the website and it says, is he married yet? Yes or no. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, <laughs> is Prokhorov married? Have the Nets won a championship? So what I'm seeing here is that Ratner sold off his share of the Nets. Okay. And Prokhorov oh, it bought those shares. Oh, so he has full ownership. He owns okay. them now. So mm-hmm. does that intensify the bet? I don't know. Does that extend the bet? I don't know what his terms were, but I mean, they're not winning the championship anytime soon. No. And I mean, they haven't even been as far as the Eastern Conference Finals. No, no. I mean, they've made the playoffs. They've yeah. been, as it, I mean, as it were, they've been good. They've made the playoffs, <laughs> but they're not great and they're definitely not contenders. So no. I just... I like I can't say that this was a bad move. Mm-hmm. But not great, Bob. Like what <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do? Like you know, they're what are they? Let's see. They're they're 10 and 27. Oof. They're yeah. four, 14th in the Eastern Conference. I I I do feel in this situation bad for Lionel Hollins because well, because he inherited a lemon. Like, there's nothing... Yeah. How much change can you really affect in one year, given that the team had no strong coaching base at all for the past five? Like, there's no... You know what I mean? It's too all <laughs> over the place. Yeah, and and I think we've talk, talked about it before in that it's... So, <laughs> you you have a bad season, what do you do? Immediately fire the coach. I don't think it, it changes a lot of things. Well, yeah, clearly. Look at the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> They've had, like, more coaches than anyone else since that, since that franchise was restarted in Cleveland, which was 
you know, not even 20 years ago, more coaches. And um, I, I feel that for Billy King, and normally I, I'm the sort of person that I don't think that you should automatically fire a coach when they have a bad season or there's a string of bad seasons, but I, I'm always more um, quick to blame general managers and the front office because they're the ones putting the team together. And I think what's really happened with Billy King here is that he's he's now being put to task for the fact of his front office was saying, listen, man, you got to play the short game. We want to win now. Right. So right. instead of playing um, the long game, when you look at, I don't know, places like, like Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. dare I say it, the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. playing, playing the long game and taking the time to build up to something, versus wanting it straight out of the gate. And I, I think it, again, goes to what what's your front office management like. So if you're going to be hungry for championships, you're going to make a lot of fast moves, and either you're going to be great or you're going to be the Nets. <laughs> I mean, they've made a lot of different moves over the years. Yeah. In the time but- since that franchise has been in Brooklyn, so – that's, you know, five five years or whatever now. There's been a lot of moves. They yeah. brought they they brought Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce over. That was weird. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. You know, they were building the franchise around Darren Williams, which is like a weird <laughs> build to me. Yes. The thing that has struck me the most about the Nets over the past, you know, however many years is that they're so nondescript. Like, yeah. They're just it's one of those things where it's like that Charles Barkley game, like when they make him, they try to make him name players that play for teams. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I couldn't really name, I it definitely couldn't now mm-hmm. uh, name really anybody who's playing for the Nets. Brooke Lopez, mm-hmm. you know, Mason Plumley is he even still there? I don't know. Which is funny because, you know, when I was living in Brooklyn, that was, I went to Nets games all the time. I went to Nets games so often that one of my cousins was like, uh, does Aaron have like a real job or does she just go to Nets games? <laughs> like, what a weird thing to do if you were um, unemployed. If I didn't have to work, I would definitely be going to games all the time. That's all I would do. Well, I mean, I would just post up at Staples and be like, we're good. Right, but that would be if you won this billion dollar Powerball. Oh like, yeah, I don't. Think yeah, if I won a Powerball, unemployed. Yeah, if I won a <laughs> if I won a Powerball like higher than the gross national product of like nine nations. Yeah, I. <laughs> that's what I would do. I would, but yeah, if I was just a schlub like collecting unemployment, no, I wouldn't be like sitting in the the hundred level at the Barclays Center. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, um, I, I think save that money for going to uh, NBA games if you have no job. What are my bills? Who cares? I'm going to <laughs> see the Nets play every night. Yeah, it's funny. I was like thinking about that last night because I haven't gone to any games this season in LA yet. And I would seriously, I went a lot in Brooklyn, but that was also because I lived down the street from the stadium. Mm-hmm. And even when I, even before I lived in Fort Greene, it was like a two second train ride. So it was much more convenient. And I, w- I want to talk about this later because I don't know. I'm, I'm in a, I'm at a crossroads about what I'm going to do about this certain ticket vendor, but it was so easy to get cheap tickets to Nets games initially because like no one cared. Yeah. And then, you know, when they, when, KG and Paul Pierce came over. People kind of cared a little bit, so tickets kind of went up. But you could really, I mean, I could go fairly often, and it wasn't, I wasn't, like, breaking the bank to do it. It's harder now, both scheduling-wise and because it's L.A. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, I so I'm going to go, hopefully go to both Clippers, or Clippers-Cavs and Cavs-Lakers, mm-hmm. which are both in March. And the, the differential on... Lakers tickets, even pre Kobe retirement, 
Lakers mm-hmm. tickets versus Clippers tickets is hilarious. <laughs> Which is also amazing because Clippers Cavs will probably be a better game. Unless Kobe really brings it, which he probably will. Yeah. But I looked last night, Clippers tickets are like, they start around like 75. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lakers tickets start at 150. Wow. I know. So I guess we can talk about that, the the thing that I am talking about, which is that story about StubHub. Sure, man. Set it up for us. So uh, this hasn't gotten a lot of press. I'm I'm a little surprised. Maybe it'll gain a little bit more traction. I don't know. But friend of the pod slash former producer of said pod, Mike, tweeted this article about this guy who bought tickets. So preemptively was like, what if this is Kobe's last season? Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, you know, wouldn't it be cool to be at the last regular season game? Not anticipating Kobe retiring. Because mm-hmm. Kobe is psychotic, and like, I, like I've said many times, would weekend at Bernie's his way through a season if he could. <laughs> so, bought tickets to, like, what is, I think, like, Lakers Jazz or something in mid-April. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because the Lakers aren't making the playoffs, so that really will be his last game. And bought them, and they were, you know, got pretty good seats, and they were pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Because the Lakers are garbage. And bought four tickets for under $1,000 for good seats. For good seats. So that makes (laughs) sense. So then, you know, of course, Kobe announced that he's retiring. Mm -hmm. And tickets skyrocket. And StubHub cancels his order because the market value of his tickets is so much higher than what he paid that they just, like, cancel it. (gasps) Oh! And then he, it's this whole thing, this whole rigmarole of like him going through all these, like talking to all these people at StubHub and they keep giving him like $150 coupons or something. And even still in the end with all the like coupons that he's amassed, he still can't even afford one ticket to go to the game because now the tickets are like $1,500 or something insane. Yes. So, I mean, you know, I don't know how much you use StubHub. I use it fairly often. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, part of the policy is that a seller can cancel the tickets at any time and refund your money. Mm-hmm. That is a caveat of it. Like, it could be that they're like, nope, and then you're screwed. So it, no, even when you pay for them, the tickets aren't truly yours because of how the contract is written or whatever terms and conditions. But StubHub basically was just like, it's fine. <laughs> Which is like, Super sad. Yeah. But, I I mean, I don't know. I, it, I feel weird about using StubHub now because I would never want, I would be devastated if something like that happened to me. Yeah. I don't know. It's like buyer beware, I guess. I don't know. And I guess, really, what, what are their uh, competitors? Like, because really, I, I just use either StubHub or NBA.com. Well, yeah, like I can, you can buy, like the Cavs use flash seats, so you can sell Mm -hmm. people tickets through flash seats. So I think that every team probably has their own, like, reseller thing. And it's weird because, well, it's not weird, but I guess it, where StubHub is used most frequently, to me, differs. Like, in New York, I use StubHub constantly. Mm -hmm. And in LA, I've used StubHub a fair amount. In Cleveland, I never buy tickets through StubHub. I've only bought tickets once for a preseason game in Cleveland. But everything else, like Cleveland, I feel like Flash Seats runs it. So any mm-hmm. Cavs ticket situation, you go through that. I don't know what the resale is like, you know, for the Lakers or the Clippers, because I've never done it that way. I've always used StubHub. But yeah, I don't feel like there really is a lot of competition for a, for a general market like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like StubHub, you can get tickets for anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess when you know, when, I mean... And it's also, the thing is that you're at the mercy of whoever is selling those tickets. Do I think it's kind of, you know, do I think it's messed up that someone, you know, put the tickets up and then was like, nope, (laughs) because they wanted to put them back on for a much higher price? Yeah. I mean, welcome (laughs) to capitalism, I guess. Yeah. But it, it just sucks for that guy who, like, unwittingly was, like, taking a chance on a game. Mm -hmm. And now he was like, I'll be watching from my couch because I can't afford to go. 
So, mm. yeah, I mean, if you were, I think if I were in that situation, I'd be pretty mad. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like you're being punished for your own forethought, I guess. Yeah. Well, and then I, in that situation, I think I would take it to Twitter. And now you can apparently write manifestos on Twitter. Ugh. I don't <laughs> want to talk about that. Twitter is my... Well, now there's Peach. Do you know what Peach is? Have you seen this? No, I'm Dude. Old. Oh. <laughs> so, on Friday, uh-huh. I'm not... Okay, you know that I'm not... I'm fairly focused on my social network participation mm-hmm. i'm focused and like deep like i love twitter i use twitter all the time mm-hmm. um it's how i lent a machete to amanda palmer on friday which was another story not for this podcast but and i like instagram also even though instagram's kind of been a mixed bag but mm-hmm. anything new that has come up remember when Ello was a thing do you remember that yeah i'm i was I guess I'm on it. Oh, I resisted. I resisted, but then it would send me emails that were like, hey, and I was like, no, stop being desperate. So (laughs) on Friday, this social media app came up that's called Peach. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is by far the weirdest thing I've ever used. I feel like I'm too old to use it, but decided to just download it anyway because everyone was talking about it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's basically like a combination of like texting and sort of like Snapchatty, mm-hmm. and then it's very strange. Yeah, it's one of the strangest things I've ever used. Uh, I t- I started joking with people that I was going to delete every other form of social media, especially in light of this Twitter news, and just use <laughs> Peach. You can only reach me on Peach. That's it. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's all in for Peach. Yeah, just <laughs> going deep. I'm Diet Coke Forever on Peach also for anyone who wants to add me. So, oh, do I should I sign up for this? Do it. Yeah. You're going to hate it. It's so stupid. <laughs> um, you can like send you can like post gifts and stuff though. That's cool. Oh, um, well, I mean, there's a whole drawing quotient to it that you can do. Yeah, no, it's it's artistic. very strange. Oh, yeah. but this is the reason I got it. Okay. So, you know, I it easily could have been LO2 for me where I would have just ignored it. But, you know, you know how much I loved the poke feature on Facebook, right? Yeah. Ugh. That's the only thing I miss about Facebook, really. Poke. <laughs> shout out to shout out to my longtime friend Ryan Santos for the fact that we poked each other every day on Facebook. It's how you know someone else is alive. You poke them. So on Peach, you can among other things, boop someone. Mm-hmm. Boop? Boop. Which I was like, this is great. That's why I downloaded it. I saw that and I was like, I'm in. I am all in for Peach. And you know, it's funny because Peach is also kind of like Yo in that way. Where it's like oh, I loved thing. Yo. I will tell you, Yo still exists. Mm-hmm. I, I resisted Yo. You know that I did. Yeah. Never gave in. But man... If it had been called boop and all you did was boop back and forth, I would have been <laughs> very into it. So, yeah, Peach has been it's my thing, booping people. So now every day I wake up and I just boop everyone who has friended me on Peach. It's great. <laughs> it's really stupid. Is, it, is this an app? Yeah. It's oh. only an app, too. So that's the other thing. It's just an app. There's no other way to use it but on your phone. Mobile only. Okay. All right. Sound getting better. Yeah. So take a little. Oh, the other thing is that people were going nuts taking celebrity names on Peach too. Oh. So there was a little bit of that. I I thought about it and then I was like, eh. So yeah, Peach. It's the future. It's the future <laughs> once Twitter's destroyed by the long form Twitter posts. That's so stupid. I can't believe they're doing that. I mean, I believe it because whatever. But mm-hmm. it sucks. Well, I don't know. To me, uh, I think it's just like, why are you shitting on your own brand? Yeah, well, because they have to find a way to make money, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bummed. Twitter, that's, the brevity is my favorite thing about Twitter. You really have to make it count. Yeah. So, yeah, if I'm just scrolling through a page of novellas that people are writing, (laughs) I'm like, ugh, over it. So, I guess the way that it's going to work is like, 
you'll be able to click through for more of the message. I don't know. It sounded stupid to me. So we'll see. I'm going to blow up my favorite, favorite social media channel. Bummed. But oh well. I guess. Well, I, I think just to kind of bring it back. So, I mean, I feel like there's been this transition from Twitter to Instagram with how NBA players are communicating with fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we talked about the Instagram novella last week. Yeah. So with the fact that now you could basically write a Players' Tribune article on Twitter, mm-hmm. do you think that there will be a shift back to Twitter or are we just full-on Instagram novellas? I think, I, think, I think Instagram is here to stay. I think mm-hmm. it's the visual aspect of Instagram that really, that's what works for athletes also. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think the gram is, is going to be their preferred channel. I don't think that, I don't, there aren't many athletes who really, I mean, there's a few, there's a handful of people who really use Twitter often, but I feel like Instagram is, is the, is the thing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you should petition and be like, Ayo, LeBron, you really need to be on peach. Ayo, LeBron. Oh, (laughs) I wonder if someone is LeBron James on peach. Let's see. Let's, let's find (laughs) out. Let's find out. Yeah. The last thing I posted on peach was a, was a gif of Tina Belcher. So (laughs) let's see. Yeah. Peach is pretty much, I mean, what else, what else is there really? Let's see. LeBron James ad. Oh, I just sent a friend request to LeBron James. So you can't see this person also. So let's see. I'm going to also add LeBron. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Okay, so somebody is both LeBron James and LeBron. So now my peach, I'm waiting for LeBron James, and I'm also waiting for LeBron. <laughs> okay. Oh, so are, you can be private on peach? Well, you can't see... there. You have to you have to get into this and experience it for yourself because you can't <laughs> see anything unless you're friends with them. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, you really can't you can't see any content that they're generating unless you're friends with them. But like how you navigate through it, it's mm-hmm. not like you look like you look through a a stream of a bunch of people's posts. You can only look at one person's stream at one time. I see. It's, like, it's pretty, it's not great. Like, navigationally, it's not the best thing ever. So, Mm. yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, it's awkward. Awkward that way. So. Awkward like Steph Curry wearing uh, little shin guards. We'll get to that. But it it feels... (laughs) I think that Peach feels very early 2000s, even though it's obviously capitalizing on 2016 technology. It mm-hmm. seems very early 2000s in its execution. Mm. Are we? Are we? Are we there? That throwback technology. Yeah, people are going to start using ICQ again. <laughs> Throw throwback social media. Yeah, that's that's the world we live in now. Throwback social media. God, what a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, this it's this is a it's really strange. I I still I mean someone said to me that I basically myself said that I was like a grandma on on Peach cuz I like don't know what I'm doing. Mhm. So, I feel okay about that though. I just don't care. Yeah. But it's basically for me to post post gifts and boot people <laughs> so i posted the king curtis gif that was pretty fast yeah um, love, that. love that one love it forever so yeah steph curry and shin guards you're gonna have to fill in the backstory on this one because i clearly have blinders on so i can't <laughs> see that happen yeah so i guess he wore them uh in friday night's game against portland mm-hmm and the uh, big story was that he was uh, wearing the soccer-style plastic-coated shin guards. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is uh, meant to protect his injury that he's been suffering with, like, what is it, 
Shinbrews. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, from uh, that Sacramento game at the end of December. So I, I, I've been, because I wanted to talk about this one because I, I know how you feel about Steph Curry. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love to rile you up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? When it comes to <laughs> Steph Curry, I'm going to tell you, a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, so, but basically they're just trying to figure out anything that will work to kind of prevent him from basically re-injuring this over and over. Right. But what he said that made me laugh was he, he basically started talking about how much of a fanboy he is for, for Lionel Messi. Mm-hmm. And he said, we both have a creative style. I feel like, I feel when you are out on the pitch or the court, I love watching him play. I'm a big fan, and he's the guy you watch play because you never know what he is going to do at any particular moment. And then, I guess, Messi reciprocated the praise, and uh, he brandished an autographed Curry jersey on Instagram. Uh. (sighs) Well... But, I don't know, like, last week we were talking about the jerseys and stuff, and earlier this season we talked about the horrifying Derrick Rose face mask. Mm, so scary. Is it is it surprising that we don't see more shin guards in the NBA? Maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like they because of their inflexibility, I bet they're kind of difficult to play in, mm-hmm. basketball-wise. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe we, maybe the trend will, maybe it'll catch on. Yeah, because I, I feel like these kind of things are uh, cyclical, right? Because, I mean, I don't really remember growing up watching the NBA. I don't really remember shooting sleeves. Oh, yeah. Shooting sleeves are definitely an invention of the 2010s. Shooting sleeves yeah. didn't exist till, yeah, 2010, probably. I mean, they yeah. did, but, you know, they didn't exist in our minds the way they do now. Yeah. Um, shooting sleeve. So is this one of the new shooting? Are shin guards the new shooting sleeve? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Only time will tell. I feel like if someone like Steph is wearing shin guards, it's it's very possible. Because I think there's probably a... a, a misplaced belief like that'll make me play better you know what I mean (laughs) you know I'll be like Lionel Messi and Steph Curry yeah all I had to do was put these shin guards on oh (laughs) so yeah I don't know um I feel like I you know that that anecdote is a little is a little there's two sides to that Okay. One is like a game recognized game situation, which is great. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. great. Uh, I mean, Steph Curry is, you know, I, I, at this point, I mean, a much better shooter than LeBron much better. Yeah. So, I mean, he's way, way, way up there. Um, and then the other thing though, and this is, this is going to alienate half of, the people that listen to us, but do you subscribe to that Lena Dunham Lenny newsletter? Uh, I don't. Okay. Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor started this Lenny newsletter, which was supposed Mm -hmm. to be like a, a newsletter for women about like women stuff and super Mm -hmm. relatable and whatever. But I mean, I know it existed. I guess I just haven't cared. And that's fine because Mm -hmm. it's like its heart is in the right place, but Mm -hmm. I just can't content wise. I just like cannot get into it. Mm -hmm. And it's because of this kind of fabrication that it's like for regular women, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like Lena Dunham when Lena Dunham's like, Hey, I made a friend off the internet. You know who that friend is? Taylor Swift. Like, it's not, it's not like, you know, you and I back on live journal in 2003 or whatever, like, Hey, so there's a level of 
celebrity and and I get this like there's no way to avoid mm-hmm. it that's attached to it that's just kind of like okay like of course they're best friends because they're both celebrities um so yeah, yeah in I that think way the downside of Lena Dunham things to yeah. me yeah yeah the other day she posted on Instagram that was like my best friend Abby Wambach and I'm like you you met this person two seconds ago <laughs> like you can respect someone and think they're awesome without being like my best friend. Like that's the thing that I can't deal with. So I am all for Steph Curry and Lionel Messi being like, you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the mm-hmm. best. Like that's fine. They can, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. But I don't want to see any like mutual admiration society is totally cool. I'm very mm-hmm. fine with that. That's justifiable. But the one thing that I, like, can't deal with is either one of them framing it like, my friend. Like, this isn't your friend. You don't know them. <laughs> what if Lionel Messi's, like, a horrible person to hang out with? Yeah. You don't know. What if he cajoles you into getting bad tattoos like his bad tattoos? <laughs> Look him up. Lionel Messi has some bad tattoos. You know, I know. <laughs> Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi went full John Mayer, where he was like, you know what I'm going to do? Get a lot of tattoos. Ill-advised. This is like, I mean, I love tattoos. I have many. I think they're great. But one thing I think that is very important when you are a person with a lot of money or a person who really likes to get tattoos or both mm-hmm. is to have a what I will, what for lack of a better term, like a, a chaperone that you have to clear your tattoos with. Because Lionel Messi got this, like, sleeve in the offseason that just looks ridiculous on him. Ridiculous. <laughs> he also has, like, this very, like, medieval, as I recall, looking thing on his leg that has, like, a soccer ball in the middle of it. <laughs> I so you know my ex-boyfriend of several years ago is a tattoo artist and he's very talented like very talented and um he wasn't he wasn't doing that when we were dating so I can say that and I actually mean it because it's not like I was like he's my boyfriend he's so great um <laughs> he is a very talented tattoo artist but I will say this when we were together he came, he came into my life with some questionable tattoos that if mm-hmm. we had been together at the time, I would have been like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, and while we were dating, I kind of very latently like art directed his tattoo choices <laughs> where he would be like, what about this? And I'd be like, well, what if you did this instead? Or what if you put it here? Or what if it wasn't, you know, 20 inches long and like 15 inches wide? Like, what if you just toned <laughs> it down a little bit? And... Um, when we broke up and the first time I saw him, which was maybe like a month and a half later, he had a lot of ink that was not great. And I was just like, oh, dude, this is the person who has the, uh, River Phoenix tattoo on his thigh. Also major throwback to season one episode yeah. of basketball party. Um, but he's that okay. person. So, you know, I think that. Yeah, Lionel Messi needs somebody to art direct his tattoos because he's really, yeah, full John Mayer. Just like, whatever. <laughs> well, um, that, I think that would be uh, a different take for Steph Curry. If he had a lot of tattoos. What if yeah. Steph Curry, I want someone to Photoshop Steph Curry to look like Birdman. <laughs> like, what if, what if, lovable Steph Curry that everyone thinks is like the greatest human alive. What if he had all the tattoos of Birdman? Do you think people would feel differently about him? Tattoos are so accepted now that I want to say no, but I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I think even maybe not even Birdman, just like give him like Matt Barnes's. Okay. Okay. J.R. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. That's even better. J.R. I love JR's tattoos. You know. 
You know how I feel about J.R. Smith. It's questionable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, fine. We'll see what ha- I guess, you know, Shin Guard Watch. You're yeah. on it. You're on it now. Yeah, I, I feel like that's something that we we need to keep an eye on because all all of these things are, I don't know, trends. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of trends. And, but then who there's wore a lot it of, best? Who wore, yeah, who wore Shin Guard's best in the NBA? And then there's a lot of, well, I think there's more crossover now between, I feel like there's more, as I've gotten older, I feel like there's more, there's a heavier embrace of soccer and soccer culture now than there used to be. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, as a person who was indoctrinated very young, I was like, we were like, my dad was like an alien because we watched soccer. Like that, it was just not a thing you did in Northeast Ohio. Um, And if you did, you were like elitist and like a weirdo. So... Now, I feel like it's so much more prevalent because of players like Messi, because of players like, you know, Christian Ronaldo. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo is not, not my, not my cup of tea, but (laughs) I understand people like him and he's good. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess, you know, and then Steve Nash, Mm -hmm. his little... His little, his soccer game. So, I think that, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Speaking of other sports, I, do you remember when we almost got into hockey during the NBA lockout? Yes. I went to a hockey game last night. Oh. Yeah. Baby's first Kings game. Yeah. Um, I went to see Kings Blues. Okay. St. Louis. For mm-hmm. those who don't know anything about the <laughs> NHL, which is me. Um, it was cool. No pun intended. Uh, I hadn't <laughs> seen a live hockey game in probably 20 years. The last time I remember going was when the Cleveland Lumberjacks, who were an IHL team, played. Mm-hmm. We used to go see them. Um, and now, yeah, so I went to see the Kings. I honestly, I feel like we would have been pretty good hockey fans. Oh yeah, I mean, I I went to the Joe a few times mm-hmm. to see the Red Wings. It was always fun. I just the fan base. I mean, the fan base is very different than the NBA <laughs> fan base. Hey, I felt like a friend of a friend of mine last night said I was like Jane Goodall, like on a on a <laughs> you know observation mission. Um, I mean, I understand the rules of hockey, mostly. There were some things I had to have explained to me. Um, But there were a lot of, like, cultural things that I didn't understand. Or just found, like, not shocking in a bad way, but was just like, whoa, because it just doesn't happen in the NBA. Like, when we got there, everyone was very loudly chanting, blues suck. Like, very loudly. (laughs) Which, like, that does not... That is not protocol at an NBA game. I don't care how much a team hates another team. Mm-hmm. I've never heard so much like, you suck, or like, blues suck, as I did last night. It was kind of amazing. And then, the just the amount of cursing going on around me, which I was very comfortable with. Yeah. But I was like, I, was like, I think I heard a little kid say fuck. Like, I, I really, <laughs> I was just like, What? So, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like, cheering him on. Yeah, little kid, fuck. Yeah. You can hang out with me any day. But <laughs> the other. Let's go buy a six pack. Yeah. Smoke hey, and get out of here. You want to go vape outside? <laughs> like, just like out of control. Um, I just like quit watching the NBA and just totally defect for the NHL so I can curse with little kids. And yeah. <laughs> so. This is Ramon. He's my buddy. <laughs> so uh, a friend of mine explained it, though. He was like, Aaron, like imagine you're like a farm boy growing up in Alberta. Like how much would you love 
love this. And I was like, dude, I love it now as an adult woman <laughs> in, in the, in Los Angeles. Uh, so the other thing, here's some things I didn't know mm-hmm. that I found out. One is that when, uh, the home team scores a goal, every team has their own distinct foghorn noise that they use. I don't know if you are aware <laughs> of this. Yes. Okay. I was not. <laughs> and when the Kings scored and a semi-truck horn level happened, it scared the shit out of me. It was like, I said this last night on Twitter. I'm going to recycle this joke now. It was like, you. F- I was like, I was driving and fell asleep at the wheel and veered in front of a semi-truck and that semi-truck just laid on the horn. That's how I felt. I mean, go Kings. Like, that's awesome. But, wow. Um, was Ramon also? Ramon was like, yeah, this is part of the deal. And I was like, what? <laughs> Ramon was fine with it. Um, Ramon is a seasoned vet. I was the yeah. answer. So then the other thing, Will Ferrell was there because oh. Los, because it's Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And the best to me was that they had one of those videos, like, you know, a fourth – well, I'm going to, for, for our purposes, fourth quarter video for yep. the purposes of the NHL third period, mm-hmm. um, where some, I can't, I don't even know who it was. It was some actress was up on the screen and was like, I don't think it's loud enough in here, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then, and then on the video, she's like, I know I'm not Will Ferrell, but blah, 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 blah. And cause I guess Will Ferrell has recorded some of those videos. Okay. So then they cut to Will Ferrell in the audience because they were trying to get people to do the Go Kings Go chant. And mm-hmm. then they just cut to Will Ferrell and, you know, he's in like full Will Ferrell, like angry chant mode, just like, Go Kings Go! <laughs> yeah, new LAFC owner, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Dude, I, that's, well, I can't even begin to talk about that. That's like a full hour's worth of content. But... <laughs> So that happened, and I got to see Will Ferrell a couple times on the Jumbotron. That's cool. Yeah. Los Angeles. And then the other thing, and this is, I I found this, like, very admirable. Mm-hmm. Which was the level of deep trolling that was going on, which I didn't even realize. So yeah. <laughs> I was with a friend who is, like, super into hockey and super into the Kings and so knows a ton, which is awesome. Because everyone that I was with, like, regularly regularly goes to Kings games. So they all know stuff. And, you know, they don't need anything explained to them. But, you know, I was Jane Goodalling it up. Mm-hmm. And I asked, I was like, you know, I know the Kings are really good. Both, mostly because I know how to use Google. <laughs> and uh, so I found out that they're, they're first in the Pacific before we went to the game. And so I was like what's the deal? Like, are the blues good? Is there a rivalry? And she told me that there is a rivalry, but we usually beat them. We didn't last night. Whoops. Mm -hmm. Uh, my bad. And that, but there's this like weird rivalry between the two teams. That's really not based in anything, but exists. So Mm -hmm. last night on the jumbotron several times, like people had ET dolls. There were all these (laughs) ET dolls around. Which was weird because you're like, what is this, you know, like, what is this E.T. doll doing here? So the goalie for the Blues, his last name is Elliot. Mm -hmm. So the troll was that they kept chanting Elliot and then all these people had E.T. dolls. (laughs) I was like, this is a troll on a level that, like, I can't comprehend. It was so deep. Yeah, like a that's cre- pretty good. That's a creative troll, but I was, but almost too creative to the point where I was like, I don't get this. <laughs> but then I figured it out, and I was like, oh, because they were chanting Elliot, but it was like, it basically sounded like they were doing the Warriors chant. Uh huh. And I was like, what's, ha-? I, you know, and I in my brain, if I hear like, that's Warriors. Yeah. Nope. They were chanting Elliot <laughs> and waving ET dolls around. Hockey is crazy. So the other thing is like the fighting and I don't have a problem Mm -hmm. with the fighting. Like I know some people do. Mm -hmm. I know that's just like built into the sport as part of the deal. Mm -hmm. But I was like, man, they like at one point, two dudes were like down on the ice, like helmets off, just rolling around. And I was like, wow, 
this is a different world. Yeah. Ramon, it can be a little it can be a little WWE on skate sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ramon was very into it, but I, <laughs> <laughs> Like I get like it, I get it because in a way like it stops play and you get to blow mm-hmm. some steam. Like it's an interesting part of the game if if you're not against it. But yeah, it was it was wild, man. I was like this court looks different. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? So, yeah, also, what I, what I didn't know and should have known, the Clippers had, I knew the Clippers had played earlier, but mm-hmm. what I didn't know was the Clippers played at Staples earlier. So they had to turn that entire arena over for the hockey game that night, which was at 730, which is crazy not- to me. Yeah. And, like, they don't have, like, separate team shops at Staples. Like, they just flip all the mannequins and, like, rotate the walls and stuff. So that they can show different merch. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so another, my, one of the people I was with told me that if they play a Clippers game before they play a Kings game, the ice usually sucks and the Kings play less well. Last night's game was pretty snoozy in terms of games, besides Mm -hmm. a couple crazy fights Mm -hmm. um, and those E.T. dolls. (laughs) But yeah, it was, I think we would have been good hockey fans. I think so. I mean, I think, again, hockey culture is a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, it's different. Also, you know, a high quotient of 90s music. It was like TD Garden up in that piece. (laughs) It was like... Crazy train. The organist played a rendition of Space Hogs in the meantime. So that's that's what I was... I was into it. I was like, this is great. Um I also chains man in the box played at some point. I was like, am I in a time warp? Like what's happening? <laughs> like the last time that man in a, in, in the box probably got played at an NBA game was probably the year it was released. So, yeah. um, yeah. The, like, am I in a hot topic in 1998? Yeah. How did I get here? Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, I mean, the organist was wailing on some classics. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, a lot of 90s music. Uh, when they come out for the third period, they play Black Betty. It's kind of like you're in a time warp, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did at one point hear Justin Bieber, though, and I was like, oh, no, this is off-brand. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was cool. I was into it. I think the friends that I was with were like, they. I think they were like, do you like this? Like, they were kind of confused just because my... My genuine shock was so prevalent throughout most of it that I think they were like, does she hate this? But I love live sports. I'll watch pretty much anything if I can be there. Mm-hmm. Um, single A basketball or single A baseball. I'll watch it. <laughs> single A baseball in Asheville, North Carolina. Sure. Um, professional anything anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. I mean, I grew up going to indoor soccer games. So come on. Um, when you said the the thing about yelling that the other team sucks, um, at the, uh, Louisville City FC mm-hmm. matches, uh, when the opposing team is announced, the, uh, the fan section, after each opposing player is announced, they yell sucks after their Ooh, name. that's, that's good. That's yeah, good. after every single name. I mean, fan sections at at soccer games, that's like a level that's like a level that American sports, well, I mean, and sports in America cannot contend with. Yeah. Like supporter sections are next level insane. Yeah. I mean, and I will I will give it to uh to uh Louisville City. Like their their fans are are pretty intense and I mean and I'm one of them I'm not at that level I'm like can I get a pretzel and watch this soccer game yeah you don't because you don't sit in the supporter section right I mean I I have a few times and then I always kind of feel a little bit out of place yeah because you have to like go hard all game yeah and it's just I don't know if I can drink that much beer in public anymore well so there are three supporter sections at uh the StubHub Center where the Galaxy play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took, I was there with a coworker. The first time I went, I was with 
another person who watches soccer. So he was un, unfazed. But the next time I took um, a coworker who had never gone to an MLS game before. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it and she was like, they seriously yell and chant all game. And I was like, yeah. It's one of those things where I'm like, I would be so good at this, but I would have to, I could only do that. Like, I wouldn't watch the game as much if I did, if I was like worrying about chanting and whatever. Yeah, I think that's my uh, initial, because uh, I'm not going to say I dislike it. I'm just saying it's just not for me because, again, want to have my pretzel, want to have my beer, and I just want to take in a game. You well, know? it's like part of the culture. Like, you have to accept that it's there. You just don't sit in that section. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was funny. One of the things I kept thinking last night while we were watching that the hockey game was how relaxing it was to watch a sport and not care about the outcome. Yeah. Just be like, they could lose or win or whatever. I mean, I wanted the Kings to win because whatever, but I was with Kings fans, but mm-hmm. I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. Um, and so, you know, like I have no, no galaxy loyalty whatsoever. So like going to watch an MLS game here is just like, sure. <laughs> Sounds great. Like, I don't care. Um, yeah, that's supporter sections are very real. Yeah. I went to, I went to a year ago, I went to uh, Red Bull's revolution with friend of the pod, Derek, who's my other soccer dad besides my real dad. <laughs> and the supporter sections were so loud. It was like deafening Red Bull arena in, in Harrison, New Jersey is one of the loudest sports arenas I've ever been in, in my life. It was like deafening. Mm. I, that it just doesn't, I feel like even in like the NBA, even in playoffs, it doesn't get as loud as it did for now. I mean, finals maybe, but maybe, but still, I just don't game seven. I just think that I think that people who attend NBA games, which is a different thing than NBA fans to me. Yeah. Uh, there's a different kind of thing that goes with that because the people who are in the most expensive seats mm-hmm. are usually people who are like, I got tickets from my office or like, you know, <laughs> or they're like Jack Nicholson or whatever. So, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's, like, <laughs> it's just a different thing. Whereas soccer is much more democratic in that way. Like mm-hmm. you can get good seats and not be a zillionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the supporter section going buck three of them at, at, at <laughs> StubHub three. It's intense. So what if they, what if they instituted a supporter section in the NBA? Hmm. Well, you know, uh, I feel like Detroit tried to to have that happen a few seasons ago when they were really bad. Yeah. Did they I give forget. out did they give out Vuvuzelas at the door? Um, they didn't give out those, but I think I think you had to You uh, like sign a waiver that you were gonna yell stuff <laughs> the whole time? Pretty much. Like uh friend of the pod, Dan might remember more than uh I do, but there was definitely a whole section and like it was their job to be peppy. Mm. And I just remember Dan and I being at the game and making fun of them. These broads. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not the cheerleaders. Definitely a whole section of people excited for the, the Pistons that just were never, ever going to win. Yeah. The dark times, if you will. The dark times. Free gunning for that eighth seed. Speaking yeah. of, I saw, this isn't even speaking of, this is kind of, well, it's related, but I was kind of like flipping through headlines and stuff before we started talking. I saw a story on NBA.com called The Chase for 73. Mm-hmm. Which the, the Warriors are what, like 35 and two right now? Mm-hmm. Don't we have a ways to go? Like, 
Yeah, the chase for 73 is going to start when they're, like, in the 60s, right? I mean, I, I feel like that's just the narrative that, since they had such an amazing start, I think it's... I think the chase to 73 has been happening since, you know, they were 10 and 0. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I think... Yeah. Um, I, I think that that's just the the narrative that's being pushed on them that they're in some kind of uh, competition. And I mean, they. I I I guess I would be more surprised if they didn't go seventy three and nine. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. it seems inevitable to me that they're going to beat that record. I would be shocked if they didn't. They're just playing yeah. so. It's like. You know, they're just playing so well, regardless. Like, even with Steph Curry when injured or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I i mean, I said this. I talked about it a little bit yesterday with some people. Uh, as long as they can stay healthy, I don't see things really changing. But that's the thing. It's just staying healthy. Keeping those shin guards on. Yeah, keep those shin guards on. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, anything else? Anything else you want to talk about at this party? Um, I mean, I feel like we hit all our bases. All the things we intended to discuss today. I mean, I Timothy Mozgov got molested. Oh yeah, I guess we can end on that note. Yeah, they uh, grab his butt or whatever. What happened? Yeah, it was definitely a fan uh, grabbed his butt. Mm. And, uh, I mean, that was pretty much the beginning and the end of the story. Mm -hmm. I I just really liked uh, the uh, final final graph here. Um, Asked whether he had anything else to say about the bizarre moment. Mozgov simply shook his head and said, I don't know, guys. I don't know, guys. What was the what was the Demar Derozan thing that I said? I leave I live a stagnant life. Yeah. Um, but what was the other? What was? Oh, um, LeBron's reaction was. Yeah, that's not the craziest thing I've seen in my day. LeBron James said, but it is pretty wild. I love, I I love LeBron James's old head mentality. Now, it's like. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it in a way because, like, I now that I manage people at work and they're significantly younger than me, I do a little bit of that, too. But I'm like, LeBron, you're 31. Mm-hmm. Like, relax, dude. Old man, old man winter over here. Just like, <laughs> in my day, like, geez, LeBron. Yeah. Chill. You're not, getting, you. you're not getting AARP offers yet. You need to relax. Yeah, like that um, elderly man character that he played in his SNL skit. Yeah, from- which which when I said to you, I was like, I don't remember that. You said from it, it was when the fir- it was from when the first time he was on the Cavs, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so we're talking pre twenty ten. Yeah. So he was in his twenties. Yeah, I mean, you know, coming out there with some LeBron deep cuts. <laughs> Old head, LeBron James. Old yeah. man, grandpa. Old man, classic SNL sketch. Grandpa. Let's see if either of those LeBrons friended me on Peach. Let's find out. <laughs> Speaking of, this will be the thing we can just... Be like, LeBron, do you want to be on Basketball Party? Throwback to Peach. Let's see if I gained any gained any friends. Nope, still waiting for these LeBrons. <laughs> these LeBrons have not, not gotten there yet. Yeah, we'll have to have another peach LeBron update. update. Yeah, peach update next peach. episode. Follow me on Peach. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so. It's so weird. weird, but it's just because it hasn't transcended yet. You know. Well, I'll, I'll download the app. Yeah, get on it, Peach. It's the future. Peach, but uh, I, I did uh, watch all of. Oh, you watched Making a Murderer? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! So. During the hockey game last night, period break poll up on the Jumbotron. Do you think Stephen Avery is guilty? 
my God. Not even contextualized. Not even like on making, like, do you think Stephen Avery from Making a Murderer is guilty? Just like straight up. Uh -huh. And I was like, wow. We, th this world is. Did you vote? No, I didn't. I didn't. So. Yeah, that was that was pretty intense. Although I have to say that the I felt like the the last two episodes were clunkers. Mm. And it was just kind of like wrapping up, you know. Yeah. So yeah, Brendan, dude, Brendan mm -hmm. can't. That was rough. Brendan is Brendan. I was telling I was telling someone else today. The most difficult part about it is Brendan. Like I can't even handle Brendan. Well, I, I think there were definite times in the uh, first, I guess, those middle episodes where, where they're introducing all of that stuff about him. Brendan, specifically, where I, I was just looking away from the television screen. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my, oh, this is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's and obviously not anything to do with him, but obviously the situation. Yeah, the situation. It's awful. It's awful. Um, well, I'm glad you watched Making a Murderer. Thank you. Yeah, any any other uh, BP recommendations for Netflix or Hulu? Um, oh, so my coworker, if you want to, if you want to really just double dose on true crime, my uh -huh. coworker recommended to me a series called Death on the Staircase, uh -huh. which is on YouTube. The whole thing's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I've started watching it. It much like making a murderer starts off one way and then there's a bunch of twists and you're just like, what? So yeah. I haven't gotten all the way through it yet. There's eight episodes, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's a canal plus special, but it's about something that happened in Durham, North Carolina. I see. So yeah. Death on the staircase. Other okay. than that, no, I've just been listening to a lot of ween. So, <laughs> Oh, they're, they're doing reunion shows. I have seen that because I was looking for records on eBay today and somebody, I didn't realize people try to sell tickets on eBay, but they do. I guess that's Joe Hub's competition. Um, uh, that, and I saw that and I was like, oh man, wow. I got to mm -hmm. get on that. I wonder if they're playing an LA show. I only saw Denver. Yeah, I think that's the big one. I, I have friends flying across the country to go to that. I, I believe it. We mm -hmm. are great. Yeah. I I don't understand. Like, when people are like, oh, I don't really listen to Ween. I don't understand that because they're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they take virtually every style of every other band, imitate it so well. Yeah. Ween's great. Ween's yeah. great. I stand by that. So, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm set. Oh, there's shows in New York. Of mm. course. Of course. April. <laughs> New York. At Terminal 5, the worst venue ever created. So, <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll go to New York in April. Check out a little check out a check out some a ween situation. So, All right. Well, if you don't have anything else, that's all I have for this week's this week's basketball party. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's all I got. I'm gonna remind <laughs> you to to uh, vote for uh, vote in the yeah, All -Star, I, vote for All Star. Yeah, I'm going to write a manifesto and then do the hashtag with my player's name on it. Oh, good. good. Yeah, gonna utilize my newfound Twitter. Great abilities. Great. <laughs> Take it to Peach. <laughs> yeah, take, take it to Peach. Hashtag LeBron James. Hashtag NBA votes. Hashtag Peach. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I'll talk, talk to you next week for next yeah. week's basketball party. Now, in between that, I imagine we'll we'll talk on Peach. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm downloading it immediately. Great. Great. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye, dude. Bye.
Let's <laughs> go.